All right. Three, two, one. Cut! All right. All right. That'll do it. <laughs> that'll do it. I mean, <laughs> maybe. No, I yelled clap. That's like, that's you in a sound, I think. Yeah. If I had to describe you in a sound. It's like, all right, we're going to clap. We're going to clap in me. three seconds, Kevin. One, two, three, and just Kevin yells clap. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, we, who are you? How are you? What do you do, man? My name is Kevin. <laughs> I am doing very well, and I help run the Upstate Coffee Collective with you. Mm-hmm. I also, as of a few weeks ago, right before we took a tiny break, uh, became the production manager for Thorn and Roots, which is a health cafe. Which is like right uh, up your alley. Restaurant. Oh, love it. Yeah. Um, and I uh, am back at doing some cold brew for a crew coffee that's tight that's gonna yeah. be that's gonna be fun yeah and you know i get paid to write things too now which is great that yeah t- tell me yeah. about that you were telling me the other day but let's pretend that i don't already know that uh, all right uh <laughs> well actually here i'll give you some info that you didn't know so uh drew cochran who i work with on rpg material so role-playing games we're entering the nerd territory of my life warning um, <laughs> yep. Uh, he is a genius. He actually worked at a library and he came up to me at church one day and was like, yeah, I've got like a manuscript for an epic poem that I wrote. And of course, immediate, I'm like, you wrote an epic. I have to read it. So 100%. he gives me this 80 page poem. Wow. Which normally, like <laughs> I should say no. Uh normal people right uh-huh. like when you say the phrase normal people you don't think uh, that the word like the the expression 80 page poem is going to come up and that's because no. drew is he's a very exceptional person um he's not normal in all the best ways and we have similar tastes in music uh we've always gotten along he was a big fan of curse the mariner back in the day whoa and yeah and he um he and I just kind of like we became buds. We started playing some RPG games together, specifically one that he designed. Once again, not something you would say about like a normal average person <laughs> right. you know, that they designed their own role playing game system. Um, so we played it and then he asked me if I would be interested in producing material for it because I've been into D&D and, you know, tabletop games for so long. Uh, and specifically crafting stories within those worlds. And I said, yeah, sure. Why not? And two years later, we've produced uh, two manuscripts together. One's kind of like an expansion for RPG games. And another one is its own module that is called system neutral. So like if you play D&D, you can play this. If you play Pathfinder, you can play this. If you play any other form of RPG, you can take this book and you can play the shit out of that adventure. It's almost like, um, cause it's a bunch of dwarves. The way that I think about it is like, it, it's like making your own, choose your own adventure for some of the characters from like the Hobbit. Mm. Yeah. And you got paid for this. You said, yeah. Yeah. And it's the, the fifth time I've been paid to write. And I've like, I'm at a total of like over two grand. So like I said to you the other day, I finally feel like I can actually like call myself, like refer to myself loosely as a writer. <laughs> You know, like I'm it not, makes you I'm not, some form of income, whether, you know, yeah, I'm not like a writer in that I'm getting paid to write every day of my life and that I'm going to be like, you know, some like Hemingway or something like that. But like, it's nice to have the backup confidence to be able to go. Yeah, I'm a writer. I've, yeah. I've been paid for writing. I've been published multiple times now and uh, I feel good about that. Yeah. Well, my name is Matt Pfeiffer. Um, I'm uh-huh. good. I'm really oh, good. good. Yeah. yeah. We, uh, I think that the time we took away from, you know, heavy focus on social media, on content creation was good mm-hmm. for my mental health. Um, oh, it, yeah. it's, I've been focusing very hard on listening to what I need um, and balancing, you know, <laughs> like balancing. I, I want to say um, accountability with 
play. Yeah. So that's like, what does that mean for me? That means like when I get out of work, being able to listen to my body and my mind and go, okay, I'm going to go for a run because it's not only going to make me feel good, but it's good for me. And I'm on a really great like routine now of taking better care of myself. But then I also know that when I'm burnt out, I listen to myself in the same way. And I go, you need to just go home and put sweatpants on and lay on the couch under a blanket and rest. So that's why I'm good. I feel good. I feel well rested. I had a nice bachelor weekend this weekend. My wife was out of town. It's just me and Penny the pug. Um, mm-hmm. ha- uh, so that's how I am. What do I do? Uh, I'm the co-founder of Upstate Coffee Collective and mm-hmm. this podcast. Uh-huh. And I work for Capel, Knowles Atomic Power Laboratory. Oh, you're we still doing that? We support the Navy. Still doing that. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. Cool, man. And then today, specifically, you're a market researcher. <laughs> You've uh, yeah. Did you like those pictures yeah. I sent you? Let's I talk did. about that. That was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I want you to unpack that for me right now because I have no experience with, uh, what is it? Snow in space? Snowing in Space Coffee Company. Yeah. If, you, if you guys are out there, if anybody out there knows of these guys, I found them on a grocery store shelf. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm actually drinking it right now. That's what's in my proverbial mug. Um, mm-hmm. I went to a grocery store to pick something up for my wife uh, on my way home from doing stuff today. And I just wandered over into like the ready to drink beverage area. You, you know, they had kombuchas mm-hmm. and they had lemonades and then they also had coffee products so i took a photo of the section of the fridge or cooler that has all the coffee products on it and was really interesting and i had a couple of thoughts while i was looking at it Mm -hmm. number one nothing really caught my eye in terms of branding except these guys i'll be honest these guys have like interesting cool unique branding it's like uh, it's got like a rainbow streak on it and yeah. you know like uh, and like, not just like necessarily really- it's not like a snowflake but there's definitely like a like the the star-esque shape of a snowflake on there right yeah you know yeah. like you could see all the points that would exist within a snowflake yeah on the edges of that yeah and they're called snowing in space coffee company and I what I look for when I look at these when I look at these cans are what do they say about the coffee? Are there any additives? And what, like, mm-hmm. what's the narrative? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of, I don't know if you have thought about this, but growing up, you know, let's say like the last 10 or 15 years, any sort of branding, any sort of like feel good branding in coffee has always been like fair trade, yep. right? Fair trade coffee, organic. Yep. And so you can tell when coffee companies think that that is all there is and enough um, mm-hmm. when they like really rest their laurels on like fair trade coffee. Now fair trade when they put it in giant words and don't really stress anything else about the coffee. You mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, They're like, no, it's fair trade. So you got to buy it. Like this is the best, but and fair trade <laughs> has done a lot for the coffee industry as a whole. It has helped. I don't think you're discrediting fair trade. I'm not discrediting fair trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's interesting. But so uh, as I, as I, rotate around this can they say this is black single origin coffee Uh cold brewed for smoothness and flavor Mm -hmm. nitrode for creaminess meticulously handcrafted to and then in like funky lettering refuel your rad um okay big blue with that word here's their flavors uh or their their tasting notes blueberry muffins blueberry Mm. muffins exploding Face melting, big blue fields forever in the sky with diamonds. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wow. All right. Oh, here we go. Uh, Notes of berry and chocolate. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah, I, I like the light allusion to LSD in that description. Good for them. Oh They're yeah, really leaning into that. Yeah. Yeah, in the sky with diamonds. Yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, because that's that to me. I'm like, okay, all right. That's nice. That's uh, that's good branding, and it's it's fun. Mm-hmm. That's what I like about it. They you can tell that they were having fun, you know. 
And I think that's, yes, that certainly is something that sort of shines through, right? Yeah. In their in their branding is that like fun, um, lighthearted coffee is, you know, a joy. It doesn't have to be yeah. serious or snobby or anything, which I'm, I'm all for. I think that's great. I'm, I'm definitely very hipster ish in my everyday. And when no. I see stuff like that, I'm like, like, and here's what hipster, like hipster has kind of come to mean for some of my decision making is that like, when I see something fun, like I don't care if it's plaid or like bright safety orange or whatever. It's fun and I'm yeah. going to enjoy it for what it is. And I'm not going to like drink it ironically and snark at it. I'm just going to like enjoy it for the fun that it is. Like if someone has like some crazy like neon Atari sign in their room for no reason, that's just fun. Like I yeah. don't like I'm just I'm just like that's cool. And like that's yeah. it. You know, that's the extent of it. I don't sit around for an hour and then talk about Atari or anything. Like I don't I don't deep dive into the unicycled universe of hipsters, but I I definitely do have that that built into my decision making of like, oh yeah, I like that. And like if things are ironic as well, cool. Great. I'm I'm fine what? with that. We can have fun with the world. There's not enough fun around. It feels like sometimes. So, I'll take it where I can. What do you think is the most fun thing about what we do? What we do? Uh, mm. I, interacting with artists. That's probably my favorite part is interacting with creative people. Mm. Um, it, when, when we're doing that, I feel the most energized and like very natural about it. Uh, yeah. I, I really enjoy that. Uh, actually, and like I would say this is probably one of the most fun parts about what we do is talking and like recording our thoughts and having almost like um like a timestamp of where we are on a week to week or a month to month and where the world is via other people's perspectives. I think that's a really cool tool that hasn't existed before, you know. I um, do. I yeah. do. And and it's raw and it's and to stress the word that I love stressing, authentic, you know. Yeah, uh I I've <laughs> I very highly um, value these podcasts and I completely agree that the authenticity and the oh god the the fleeting nature of the of life I guess is cool it's cool that we can capture a fleeting moment in life and package it up into a little time capsule you and I can go back and listen to like one of the first episodes we recorded well over a year ago now over mm -hmm. 50 episodes ago now yeah. and see how we've improved see what the world was like you know the way that yeah. we talked about like covid at first was so different and you know we were like oh, yeah, yeah hopefully we're like we're back to normal in a few months you know and now we are here we are like oh how young now we we're were. like hopefully we're back to normal in a few months <laughs> 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 um that's actually been a really nice thing uh, being fully vaccinated. I actually um, there's a special judo class this week for people who are fully vaccinated to have no masks on. That's tight. Isn't that nice? That's so nice. Do you, you have, have, to, have show to have your card. Yeah, I was going to say, do you have to bring your you card? You got to have your card. Yes. And I hear they're whatever. easily forged. Like I don't know. I don't care. Like, yeah, not, I, I, I don't really I, give a fuck either. It's just an yeah, interesting thing that it, people like are going to go to those lengths. If you're forging your Vax card, have fun. Yeah. Like whatever. You know, you're just running the risk of getting yourself and or your loved ones sick. And that's on you at that point. It's on you. We've been yeah. around this, you know. That's my, so true. My, my length of the dialogue at this point is like, I got fully vaxxed. I did everything I possibly could. I'm so happy that I get to see my friends who are fully vaccinated. I hope nobody's faking vaccine cards. Whatever. That's yeah. the end of it. I'm going to go out into the world now. Bye. That's literally the whole conversation. <laughs> yeah. Like, to like... To go back to what you were saying, you know, life is fleeting. It <laughs> so is, enjoy man. it. Yeah. Enjoy it, man. And honestly, um, going back to what you were talking about, taking a break these past few weeks was really nice. Um, it took me a solid two weeks to recharge. Yeah. It really did. Yeah. And like transparent moment, man. Like we we didn't talk really for almost two, two weeks. Two weeks. Like straight. Like. Yeah. We sent each other there. heart emojis. Yeah, we we that's sent it. each other heart emojis. That's it. Literally, it that's was it. just like, and, and you know what's funny? I got that, and I was like, "All right, cool." Matt sent a heart emoji. I'm gonna send one back. 
And then like neither of us texted each other again. It was just like, okay, cool. Like, and we were, we were coasting on that. And you were with Ken's though that weekend. That was like one of the weekends you guys kind of got away, right? Um, you did, you were kind of, was that it? Or is that still the one coming up next week? This coming weekend, we're going to, um, what's the, what's that fancy Bolt hotel in Bowl Landing? Sagamore. Sagamore. It's, we're, we're going to the if Sagamore. If you want sag, there's more <laughs> at Sagamore. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> that's dad joke number it's one. All right. uh, yeah, it's a nice look. Uh, you know what I'll do is I'll run up to Buck Mountain, uh, the peak, which is across the bay from the Sagamore while you guys are up there, and I'll yell Matt across and see if you can hear it. All right, cool. And I'll send you the video of me yelling Matt. <laughs> Just be and so Kenzie will be like, we can't get away from him. I'll do it like first thing in the morning too, you know, like sunrise hikes, will, baby. He'll be like, oh, oh, we're wicked and just have a video on your phone of me going, Matt, <laughs> like <laughs> Sagamore in the background, just uh, beautiful scenery. Birds fly off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll be nice. I mean, in general, like the time that we spent, you know, not doing the podcast, not, uh, not doing social media, it was regardless really relaxing and um and recharging i was it's funny that we i personally do things you know before excuse me before and after work regardless um for coffee collective pretty frequently and it's almost automatic because it's just stuff that's got to get done i gotta ship an order or whatever and not having to do that stuff like i still shipped orders of course when they came in but that's that's easy mm-hmm. but all the other little things editing podcasts f- f- uh you know brainstorming yep stuff to say we had a we had a long conversation about screaming into the void this weekend and and yeah. the stress of being like i don't want to like i don't want us to lose our momentum like you said mm-hmm. stressed me out so much and i never realized it until i put it all down and i was like Oh my God. Like (laughs) I feel so much better. Yeah. And that says a lot. I I think a big takeaway is two weeks is not a loss of momentum. If anything, it's the proper rest. I mean, like the, uh, to create an analogy, like, you know, when you're training for the Olympics or a marathon or anything like that, there are rest periods involved. You know, you're, you are finding those periods where you slow the training down so that you can gear back up. It's not just all this. I mean, even climbing Mount Everest, there's base camp, right? Yeah. You take a couple days. Like, yeah. Anything that you're doing, any goal that you're setting will have periods where you have to utilize rest. And uh, I don't want to like use the word relaxation, but rest specifically, the concept therein, whatever that means to you, as a tool. And th- that's what we've done. I think the word you're looking for is recovery. Right. Yeah. A lot of it. And, and especially in physical mm-hmm. uh, training, you re- recovery is it 50 percent, if not more of your training. You know, oh, you yeah. have to actively recover in order to build back stronger. So, I, yes, overall, like like you were saying, nobody probably noticed that we left. <laughs> if you did notice, <laughs> we appreciate you. Right. But like for real, the Internet's so loud. Everybody's got something to say or something to sell you. Yeah. The whole concept of like, we're back is yeah silly. Well, that's what we were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, it, like, you know, like, and I, I feel like some people do go through that, uh, that perilous realm of feeling so stressed out about not doing something for a little bit that the the only thing that it feels like they can do is announce we're back and be like loud about it. Um, I think, we, you know, like we if you do it right, you're recovering and you never really go anywhere. Exactly. Like you, you didn't actually go anywhere. You just took a break for a second. Cause like, especially when you're a small business, like we can, we can speak specifically to the experience of a small business owner that like, when you take that break, there is that stress that like you're like, people will just forget about you cause you're so small yeah. and the world is so loud and so large. And there's so many people who are constantly sharing that they're like expanding their brand or they've picked up another sponsor or they're endorsing something new, you know, like, and it's happening over and over and over again and all over the place. And it, it can feel very intimidating, even if it doesn't overtly, feel intimidating to you in the moment yeah you know totally and i think 
I think it was good to have a nice little break and to not necessarily have anything lined up. And that's that's where I'm at on that. And yeah. that's my full opinion on it. I don't think that I, I didn't glean any life changing information, you know, and once, once again, you don't have to do that when you take a break, you know, like you're, it's not like you're going to come back down and be Zarathustra and be like, oh, I realized how life works, guys, you know? Yeah, I mean, I get OK. I, th- this is one of the things I notice about my personality that I'm trying to work on is I feel bad when I meet up with somebody I haven't maybe talked to in, let's say, a few weeks, just yeah. similar time frame to what we're talking about, and they go, oh, my God, what's new? And I go, nothing. Nothing. I hate that. It hurts uh. to say, <laughs> but, it's, but it's true because we say life is short, but 100 yeah. years or even 85 years is a long fucking time. And yeah. if it's been two weeks since you saw somebody or two weeks since you made a post on Instagram, you didn't necessarily go through a life-changing metamorphosis. No. <laughs> and that's okay. And I've got to get that to. through my head. Yeah. Sometimes if if anything, working. sometimes it's a really good sign that you're actually in a good place in your life if nothing is new. Right. You know, sometimes that's like the best case scenario. Nothing new is good news sometimes. Like it, it means like, oh, that's because I don't, you know, like I've been um my my thing since I haven't had ho- social media when I talk to certain people who are like per- they're like, what's new? And I'm like, well, you know, we got this, like I announced like a couple things that are new and then like, I don't really have anything to talk about in the social world anymore. And some people just be like drama dumping on me. And, and I love like, I don't really announce it, but I love being able to walk away from those conversations being like, I have a drama free life. Yeah. And it's so nice. Um, Sometimes I kind of, sometimes I catch that drama on, on the social and it's oh. and I don't attach myself to it. I certainly don't like delve into it or or put my two cents in. But I I mm-hmm. definitely catch some drama on mm-hmm. Twitter or even Instagram. Sometimes people get <sighs> just we're humans. Shitty. We like stories. We like compelling stories. Nothing is more compelling than drama in its myriad of forms. So you're not wrong for being caught up by that stuff. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, like it's really nice to not have it. Mm. <laughs> I can, I can speak to that experience right now specifically. Um, you know what I did do? What did you do? I, I made this nice little workspace for myself where I've been slowly getting back to getting things done Oh, so that when people ask me what's new, I can be annoying again and announce all the things that I'm working on. <laughs> You know, um, oh my God, it's crazy! I'm in two plays, and uh, I just uh, just ran a marathon. And yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'll ever push myself that hard again. Yeah, but uh, I'm definitely, you know, I'm, I, I've got a love hate relationship with setting and accomplishing goals. Right, Me too. I'm, a, I'm a very goal oriented person. I always have been. I remember even just being in high school, like my math teacher after I had no like sports were done for the year, I gave up on everything like after sports were done and I knew that I only had one test left and I pretty much had all my grades in school. Like I slipped in class. Like Mm. I didn't care anymore. Like everything was out the window. I didn't care about anything. I wasn't paying attention like and she was like, you need things to do. And I I remember that conversation not because it changed the way I felt about myself, but she was right. Yeah. And still is, you know, (laughs) So thanks, Mrs. Thompson. Great job. Yeah, shout you out. Pinpointed uh, a serious uh, <laughs> facet of my personality. Shout out, Mrs. Uh, G. Just by watching how much I was paying attention in class. But um, so let me ask this question then, yeah. to to kind of like yeah. center us. Um, we're, you know the taking taking this week to you know you and me just catch up on what's new, um, and. Not much is new, but what's next? Oh, uh, for us. Yeah. Specifically. Um, are you are you asking me in a cheeky way, like, you know what's next and I want you to say it? Or are you asking me, like, what do you think is next? Um, open-ended. Kind of like what's okay. on your mind, but also, yeah, like a little prompting because, of course, we've had a little bit of... We've had a lot of conversation about what's next, but... Mm-hmm. 
Open ended. Um, we are well. Okay, so business wise, yeah, we are seeking out wholesale accounts, right? Yeah, because that is how we are going to sustain our current business model. Future business wise, we are thinking about what it takes to get into a physical space in 2022. Yes. We're not thinking this year, but we would like to have a physical space in 2022. So that involves goal setting, intention setting, and then actual time mapping of you know what we believe are the correct steps to get there, and then reassessing on a weekly, bi-weekly, bi-monthly basis, are we moving in the right direction? Mm-hmm. So that business-wise, I think, is where we're at. Uh, creatively, we're back on the podcast. Yeah, I'm going to be... Uh, getting my claws back into the tool of social media and bringing guests back on mm-hmm. because that's I I realized what a disservice I do to myself by not being by not using the tool of social media right um, yes. as as wonderful as it is to not have it on a personal level it is a useful tool on a like uh, just just an interpersonal level. Yeah, on an interpersonal level, it is a lovely tool. Yeah. Right? And it's not something like I'm it's not that I view it as not being fun anymore. I just like for me on a day-to-day basis, I don't care anymore about social media. Like it became like I really think in the next decade we're going to be talking about the mere exposure effect more and more because that's still something that's relatively new in psychology but i think it's very apt and describes the experience that a lot of people go through on social media on the internet with different forms of media with different mediums in which we are sometimes forced to interact with on a human level on a day-to-day basis yeah, I think I think busy people are busy already, and social media is. Um, I think it's easily a recipe for burnout. I I don't think people have talked about burnout ever, or I should say, as much as they do today. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure social media is a big part to do with that. So yeah, the uh, I think seeking out wholesale accounts has been uh, has been an interesting change. It's been a, mm-hmm. I've learned a lot already. I yeah. successfully sold a case of coffee to a local retailer for the first time and kind of like, you know, quote unquote, closed my first deal, basically. Um, yep. And that was a really good Yay. feeling. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I, it was a really good feeling. Um, and, you know, kind of developing relationships and, you know, towing that line between... Um, networking and sales is very interesting. It really is its own form of like flirtation. It's its own form of that, like kind of get it, you know, that, that it's courtship. courtship. You're courting <laughs> yeah. uh, a, a possible account. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been cool. I, I want us to spend a lot more time thinking about what that looks like, where we want to be in, um, who fits our narrative and our values. I think that's yeah. really important. Um, and then, I mean, here's a cool thing. So we, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but we bought a coffee roaster. That is big. That's huge. And that's something, What you know, I'm I'm glad that we haven't been like, Oh my God, we got a coffee roaster, this, 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 and this, you know, like all over social media. Once again, like getting back to that, like I'm glad that that's not what we're doing because it's been a process to one, buy it, which was super exciting. Yep. Two, buy it in cash. Yeah. Which was really, that was a really nice feeling. Right. Because there's no credit associated, like that roaster, we're not paying it off anymore. Like it's paid. Right. We done did it. And I love that we have it now. And then also that, you know, like there was that moment where like we bought the roaster and we were all pumped. Like everybody was like riding the high and then it got into your garage and we looked at it and we we're like, there it is. We can't roast in this garage. There it is. And we're all just looking at it like we got to do something with it now. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, like you can't just like walk in and be like, all right, get to it. Roaster. Like, you know, <laughs> you, 
And so we had to find a place to put it. Yes. Which was a whole other adventure because like we didn't even ask that question before we bought the roaster. No, right? no. We, we were just like, which is totally 100%. If you are a business owner, don't do this. No, don't do the thing we did in this scenario because this was just us being puppies with a shiny like new toy going. Oh, yeah, we want that. Yeah, you know, and then not knowing like what to do and then we had to figure it out yeah i mean to give us a slight bit more credit i think we saw an opportunity to obtain a roaster that was an appropriate size for us that would allow us to experiment more um to create less waste uh in terms of like we could basically roast to order we don't have to sit on roasted bags of coffee and um really it like it just would help our overall ROI to roast it ourselves final note being that it was a great price and you know mm-hmm. we basically saved three grand on a seven grand roaster well yeah and we got it from done. we got it from you know our good friends at stacks yep and they were happy to sell it to us they were happy that it was getting a good home yeah you know um and then of course now we're very lucky that we've been able to sort of work out the logistics of hosting it in a space. And I'm, I'm just looking forward to it. So now we are actually, and what's interesting about this, and I don't know if you, you and I haven't even talked about this, but we are now officially a micro roaster. Whoa. Whoa. We, we can, are our own micro roaster. We can it's call another, ourselves that now we can say we are a micro roaster. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't micro roasted anything yet, but I've oh, got a couple. Fact, of, I've got a couple of green roast. samples that will be our um, inaugural Practice. roasts. Yeah, and I like that. Me too, man. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm really looking forward to getting into a groove with that. You know, setting Penny, a couple dates get out where of we're there. like practicing all the time. Right. Yeah. I was yelling at Penny. Were you yelling at Penny? Yeah, she's getting into the getting into my coffee and now she's scooting oh, her butt in a circle she's oh no she is oh but anus oh. on the ground and she's spinning <laughs> Oof. oh she's doing she's doing the drag the butt drag the butt drag now she's oh, sniffing it what a, well, i'll tell you what what a dog i have to use the restroom you get her if you need to for a second yeah i didn't think i would have to go to the bathroom yeah, go while pee. We were podcasting all right one sec Boo 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 pa. On that topic, while while Kevin's running off, I I had something cross my mind. We we were talking about how this roaster kind of appeared in our lives, and honestly, it's really interesting. If I had any takeaway to give to you guys, it would be like putting yourself out there and creating new relationships and making things happen. (laughs) It really creates new, um, fortuitous situations. Like I never would have been in the, I never would have been inside of stacks, espresso bar after hours, cupping a coffee and have the owner of stacks reach out to me, like, like look at me and go, you guys interested in a roaster? Like you, by the way, just like off the cuff. Welcome back, Kev. Hey, I'm back. I was just saying to our listeners here, our guest. Yeah. I was like, is there a guest now? No, <laughs> no. What's I'm, going on? I just this is like I, I guess. All right, so I'll just repeat it because I, I think this is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how long you'd be, yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, I'll just do a thing where I'm talking. I'm breaking the fourth wall, Kev. Oh, break it. All right. So one of the things that I found really interesting about this roaster situation and about Mm -hmm. what we do in general is that I'm learning that putting yourself into new situations, meeting new people, making things happen, creating Uh something Uh is truly a catalyst for like really unique, interesting and like fortunate things to happen to you. 
Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for us building the Upstate Coffee Collective, wanting to try this highlight roast thing that we had the, this idea for, getting a year in, uh, we never, we never would have, we never would have met Ron really if we didn't True. do this right. And because we met Ron, we ended up in his cafe after hours, cupping this coffee that we were going to collaborate with him on, and we're like finishing up the mm-hmm. cupping session, and he's like. Hey, by the way, just like off chance, you guys in the market for a roaster? And I was like, yes. <laughs> like, yep. I just, no no hesitation, like, yep, I am. What do you got? Yep. <laughs> and now we've got it, a yeah. 500 gram Mill City coffee roaster. Love it. And as of and this weekend, it is parked beautifully at Knockabout Coffee Roasters. Yeah. In their space, being converted to propane. Yep. They have a sample roaster now. And we have our roaster. We there. have a space so, to, to put it and yeah. use their gas. Yeah. Which is great. It's a great um, trade. That's another great trade. That's another great takeaway for people in business in general. You don't always have to do things the, you know, the quote unquote normal or like, you know, regular business way. Like if you create friendships or like positive business relationships with mm-hmm. people, you can offer them something that they need and in return have them help you out. So in this case... Instead of saying to Nick, we've got this roaster, we need a space to roast. Can we like, you know, can we rent out your roasting space for this and that? Yeah. And we were like, hey, you you probably could use a sample roaster, huh? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, we need a place to put our roaster that is the size of a sample roaster. And for you. <laughs> for bingo. Him. Yeah. It's a, it's a real roaster for us. It's a real roaster for us. <laughs> it's a sample roaster for you. <laughs> we're going to put it in your space. You can use it whenever you want. And in return, we can come through and use it when we want. So, Matt, to catch people up, what else did you do uh, either to, you know, recover or to relax or what have you um, in the past couple of weeks? Anything, anything you feel worth sharing with your good buddy, Kev, and whoever decides to listen to the podcast this week? Yeah, you, let, let me say this. Um, I've never been, you know, I've never been a big runner. Runner always, run, runner, <laughs> running always intimidated me and I felt like I hated it and it was just painful mm-hmm. and not enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, that's changed in the last like year. Good. I don't know what switch flipped. I don't know when, I don't remember the first time I decided to, Go, to go for a run mm-hmm. but what i started doing is i realized that i didn't always have it in me to to lift weights and i noticed that i wasn't moving enough anyways yep. during the day so i've been making it a habit to go for runs it started with walking it ended up you know at, at this point now i like to run i really do good and so what I've been doing is uh, instead of rushing home and taking care of whatever I have to take care of here, I mm-hmm. give myself a little bit of quote unquote me time where I leave the office around five o'clock and I drive right by our, our local state park. And instead of driving by it and going home, I pull in and it's beautiful out. I've been spending more time outside and running is a great thing to do outside. So, uh, other than like exercise, um, okay, I've been playing some some games. Uh, and I've been letting yeah. I've been making sure that I'm getting enough sleep. That's really it, though. Nothing like nothing substantial. Just have it. Just working on having a better perspective. Uh, and yep practicing gratitude over any over everything else that's awesome yeah what about you man any anything else of note um i mean i really needed the two weeks to switch over into getting back into production you know because i was doing i wasn't doing production jobs for a while and it's a little bit of a different schedule um, and some different responsibilities. So I needed that. Um, other than that, now just, uh, I, you know, like I, I told you and I told um, our other friend, Matt, like I've, 
I've just been pushing like my phone away and I've just like, I, and I didn't know where it was coming from, but like the more I pushed it away and the, the less I was interacting with it, the more I wanted to do that. And mm-hmm. so it just felt right for a long time. Like I was just like, Nope, I don't want any of that at all. Um, I don't, I'm, I don't know what I want to do, but I know it's not that. Yeah. And like I just, I started kind of like, I think what I was doing was I was like, I was um, like repositioning myself for whatever the next chapter of my life is, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and it felt very instinctual and natural because I'm 34, man, you know, and like being 34 means a lot of different things to different people, depending on what you've done in your life up to that point. You know, like some people at 34, your kids are in high school. And so you're at that age where like they're starting to do things on their own and you know, like you're figuring out what that form of interdependence means to you. Yeah. But like, if you don't like, I don't, um, and if you don't have like, I don't have pets, you know, I, I, all I have the things I'm at a point where like what I kind of personally have are the, like the long lasting relationships I've made and some of the things that I've made, Yeah, you know? And as I was, as I was philosophically recalibrating, right? I, I was thinking to myself, okay, well, you know, um, what do we need? And my brain kept going, well, not your phone. And so I just kept pushing it away. And like I, the two weeks that we didn't text much, like, you know how your phone does the screen time thing? Yeah. Mine was like, uh, you were on your phone for an average of 30 minutes a day. And I can tell you right now, 10 of them were browsing through Spotify for songs. Right. Right. Uh, another maybe 20 were like checking email and then maybe watching like a video on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And then I was like, okay. I finally got into a space where I'm like, all right, I'm feeling a little better. I feel more organized. I'm actually like my next projects are coming into line. My next goals are coming into line. I'm, I'm like, I feel more centered. Let's start bringing things back into life. You know, I love that. Yeah. And that was it. And it was a very nice process. And I've noticed that through this past year, as I've gone through this process, um, it's not even like, you know how some people like they'll like, they'll post like, Oh, I'm cleansing my friends list. Right. Yeah. Uh, in a very natural and real time way, I didn't cleanse any friends list. I just like changed the way that I engage with people. And it's not that anyone became more or less of a friend, but in a very like, um, respectful and, natural way there are just some people that i don't talk to that much anymore and that's how life should be that's okay you go through chapters yeah and they're like sometimes you don't know what everyone's up to and the more that i've gone through this the easier it's become to just be like yep that's how that is dude speaking of like cleansing your friends list (laughs) Mm -hmm. maybe this is like a little bit of a hot take but it's something it's something that's been on my mind which is, uh, we're a coffee company. We've got a social media presence. And mm-hmm. when I look at our feed, I'm bored of it. Yeah. And part of it's my personality. But the other part of it is like, I said this to you the other day. We follow too many coffee s- pages. Okay. And not enough like co- like cool artists and musicians. And yeah. it not that long ago, like I would probably say less than a month ago, I said to you at one point, Hey, I noticed you're following a lot of like interesting, like musicians and artists. Could you yeah. not? <laughs> we, because uh-huh. I want to keep our feed curated to coffee. And uh-huh. I don't know what happened in like less than a month, but that's the biggest bullshit I've ever said because <laughs> it's so. How many slow motion videos of pouring coffee do I need to see? It's all the same. And and I'm not talking (laughs) shit about people creating coffee content. I'm saying if I want a feed that makes me feel good, that makes me feel inspired, we're not Mm -hmm. just like linking up with coffee people. We're linking up with Mm -hmm. artists and musicians. Yeah. 
I, you know, uh, pun intended, the heavy fruit of coffee content is very easy to grab, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, so yeah. like, yeah, like, and, and if, but here's a, if you hyper curate anything in this world, right? Like say, say you're the type of person like, and this, okay. So this goes back to what I was saying, the mere exposure effect. This is yeah. what I was talking about. The mere exposure effect it, it sort of shows how there's a natural arc to how interested in something you can be like from your first introduction to uh, your like peak level of interest to oversaturation and then just not caring. The best example I can use is how people very often end up feeling about um, Christmas music, Ugh. you know, and when it should be played and how often it should be played One because week. you know, when November and December roll around, sometimes October, God forbid, uh, <laughs> you know, but like sometimes October, that's going to start happening. And some people love it. They can't get enough of it. It's part of their personality. They've adopted it, right? Yeah. It is theirs. Christmas music is an expression of their joy. For a lot of us, it's a thing that exists in the background and often becomes something the liking of like cicadas in mass, you know, like we can't stand the humming after a while, but like but this Good. happens with anything and we have this hyper curated coffee feed, right? Yeah, that t for a while, like so less than a month ago, you were like, this is Christmas music. Yeah. And now you're like, this is cicadas. Yeah. Like, here, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm opening up our uh, I'm opening up our Instagram right now and I'm just going to scroll for like three <laughs> scrolls. All right. Okay. Uh, I won't. Oh, and I'll, I, I'll join you. I can. And, do the same yeah. And I, and I won't say who's posting it because I'm not going to like I'm not going to shit on anybody, but uh okay first is literally just a cup of a, a shot of espresso this is cute mm -hmm. it's a it's a dog with a flat brim hat on that's super cute okay yep um uh, a person drinking uh and coffee making in front of a chemist making iced coffee in front of a chemex yep bag of yep, coffee okay. mm -hmm. bag of coffee bag of coffee, bag of coffee. Yep. yep uh and then finally, uh, a flat white. Ooh, I, I, I stopped at the chill, chillest jazz hop playlist. Got me. Ah, uh, that got, <laughs> got me stuck too. on the feed. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, they know me so well. <laughs> uh, they got me with the uh, jazz hop. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think yeah. it's important. Uh, I've actually gone back into our list of people that we follow and I've just unfollowed a bunch of coffee companies especially like big coffee brands like I'm like I love oh, La Marzocco yeah. I don't need to follow La Marzocco I know what La Marzocco sells yeah. I want to buy a Linnea Mini one day I don't need yeah. to see La Marzocco's website yeah well, once you know, like the 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 algorithm it tailors the algorithm. We say it so ominously now. The it's algorithm. just an it's, it's just an algorithm, and it tailors to your interaction with the for the medium, mm -hmm. right? It tailors to your interaction with it. So the stuff that we were clicking on for so long has left like, I mean, I love the stories because if you look at our stories, like the, the top five that play all the time are like, uh, cat Malheim, Iris Rogers, uh, Odie Matthews. Like they're, there are podcast guests cause we actually like these people, you know, like our podcast, yeah. the kid Kung Fu, Nick like, Rovo, you know, uh, yeah, Nick Rovo, Pray for Us Clothing, Mark Cunningham, Mark Grammatico. Like these are the stories that play at the top of our feed because we're, we actually care what those people are up to. <laughs> but like, uh, I, I totally get what you're saying. And it's that's that's all I can say about it is it's, it's the mere exposure effect playing. Right. You know, you become over you become like exposed to it over a long enough period of time that you're like, okay, I'm done with that. You know, like people who got burnt orange Hyundai Tucson's forever ago, <laughs> like there's now however many hundred thousands of them on the road. And then when you see them, you're like, oh, there's that burnt orange Gross. Hyundai Tucson again. That's a weird car. Your car really fucked like, me up. What? <laughs> your what? car really, your car really grinds my burrs. The Pete's the Chrysler PT Cruiser with the wood paneling on the side. Oh yeah, yeah, no. that makes me want to. Yeah, no, that's early two thousand. Yeah, it makes me want to claw yeah, my yeah. eyes out. 
Yeah, so gross. I don't know who decided to do that, but they were like, hey, let's take this car that's hyper modern in design and scope and is very smooth in every other realm. And then let's just put some really angular wood on it. Like it whoever, it whoever was that guy, I think he was mad at Chrysler and about to quit his job. And he's like, you know, this car needs wood panels. <laughs> and he, they were like, we don't know about that. He's like, I do. And then he's like, by the way, I quit. And they're like, fuck, we've got fuck, like, they're already on production cars yeah. now. <laughs> we can't stop it. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> you got us for the last time. Eugene, we're glad you quit. I don't know. His name's Eugene now. Um, <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up, man. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Oh, one other thing I want to share. You know what I've done a lot the past what? couple of weeks? You've been skating. <laughs> uh, dude, I have been <gasps> skating oh. like so much that my butt hurt for like a couple days. Like I was like doing a lot of skating. Dude, and I've been playing a lot of guitar lately. Whoa. Yeah. That's it's been nice. a while. Oh, I love that. Tyler and I set up mics and yeah. his brother was playing drums. It was awesome. Yeah. You know what? Short answer to what I've been up to for the past two to three weeks. Uh, in every bit of free time that I've had, I've been trying to play. playing like just play like that's really what I've been doing. Like I, I like I grabbed a couple books that I thought I would read and then like I got a couple chapters in and was like, I'm really not feeling reading right now. And then I like got outside and got fresh air and, you know, was doing it like with um you know, Brandy's kids, Chloe, Mason and Caden and Brandy. And like, I was just out in the world and was like, oh, this is all I wanted. I just wanted to not have anything in my face and to not be to have anybody marketing anything to me and just have like some time. It's, you know, I watched a couple cool movies. I talked to some of my creative friends like on the fly and that's it. It's so important to play. It's so important. And we don't do it enough. As a human. Like, no, you got to get out there and play. You've been playing yeah. guitar. Yeah. And how great is that? How great is that for your mental health to have play? Uh, you know, one thing, one thing I've life. known since I was a kid, since I, you know, got into playing music was when, I, when my mental health was taking a turn, when I was not feeling myself, if I mm -hmm. shut myself in my room and play guitar for a few hours, sang some songs, um, you I felt, felt so much better. I used to, I used to yeah. like, <laughs> I used to hook my amp up to my headphones and then like listen mm -hmm. to Green Day and play the power chords over all the Green Day songs. Yeah, and because it's like so easy to do, but it's the energy is so right, and it just like gets you in a great headspace. Mm -hmm. So yeah, mm -hmm. that's that's been it. We're back. We're back. I'm sure you sure you forgot about us. He said it. He said it. We're back. I'm gonna commit to it. I'm with you. I'm. I'm gonna back you. I'm gonna back you up on. The, we're backing. We're fucking we're back. back.